0: to obeying God and rising above the storm. And so I want us to have enough faith. I want to have the faith to where I can rise above the storms of life. Hebrews 11 and 1. it It defines faith in a very substantive way in the fact that it is things hoped for Evidence of things not seen, just like the virus. We haven't seen it, but we believe in it. We believe in the wind. We see the dirt blow. So we believe in things that we can't touch. So let's believe in God. Follow me to Hebrews 11 and verse number six. The, script, the scripture is very plain to say without faith it's impossible to please God. So we've got to have it. It's the foundation of very many of our Christian principles. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of them that diligently seek him. And so do I believe this? The scripture is full of knowledge that you and I need we need to diligently seek God in a scriptural fashion. The title of our lesson, Unwavering Faith. Now, you know there's blind faith, and that's not all bad, but I think you and I need to grow beyond blind faith. Blind faith is what that child has when he jumps off of a ledge into his parents' arms. That child has blind faith that his parent is going to keep him from smashing into the floor. And so blind faith is okay, but we need to grow beyond that and to a faith that motivates us to work and to have a solid belief in God, a solid belief in God. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into different temptations. I don't like temptation, but if we have faith, we can overcome and we can count it a blessing, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So a blind faith isn't really tried and proven, but godly motivated faith is, has been tried by temptation. Verse four, but let patience have our perfect work that you may be perfect in the entire wanting nothing. I'm far from perfect, but the word of God is perfect. If any of you lack wisdom, we all do, let him ask of God that giveth to all men freely and upbraideth not, and it should be given to him. Follow me to Next verses, James, verse 6 8. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Here's this word, wavering again. To waver is to be tossed by the wind, blown side to side, to not have direction, not to have focus. And so we need that focus that comes from the Scripture in God, that we're not just blown around and and unstable. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed, for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And so my goal is to be stable in a motivated faith. (coughs) Excuse me. So a lack of faith leads to ultimate failure. And I have a couple of examples here that are Bible examples. The first one is in John 20 verses 25 through 29. We all remember doubting Thomas. And I know some Thomases, but that's not altogether a popular name because there's doubting Thomas. John 20 verses 25 through 29 we remember that thomas wasn't with jesus or he was he had not seen jesus with his physical eyes and the others had seen jesus so the other disciples tell thomas we have seen the lord but thomas says unto them except i shall see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and thrust my hand into his side I will not believe. Let's don't be a doubting Thomas. Because he said, if I can't physically engage Jesus, I'm not going to believe. And after eight days again, Jesus' disciples were within a room, and Thomas was with them on this occasion. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Jesus walked through the wall or he came through a closed door into the room and he focused on Thomas and says, reach hither thy finger, behold my hands, reach hither thy hand and thrust it into my side and be not faithless but believing. Let's take example of Thomas. Jesus directly told him, don't be without faith. Be a believer. And Thomas answered and said unto Jesus, My Lord and my God. Jesus said unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. This morning, you and I can believe even though we've not seen. We can be blessed beyond measure if we will just use God given faith and believe in God and Jesus Christ. Remember the struggling Peter. He's a noble example of lots of good things, but there is an occasion where he failed. And so let's take example Matthew 14, verses 24 through 31. Remember how that the miracle of the five loaves and the two fishes had just been performed by Jesus. 5,000 men plus women and children were fed. And then the apostles were sent in a ship ahead of him across the sea. And so we pick up here in verse 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves. Here's the wavering, here's the struggle, here's the storm. We're in a storm, we're in a virus storm. Are we going to be affected like Peter, or how are we going to be affected? Because the wind was contrary, it was very stormy. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went into them walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried, out with great fear but straightway jesus spake unto them saying be of good cheer it is i be not afraid and peter answers jesus and says lord if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water and jesus said come and when peter was come down of the shi- out of the ship he walked on the water i've never walked on the water Peter physically walked on the water because his faith at that moment was strong. He walked on the water to go to his Savior, Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he lost his focus. Notice what happens. He was afraid. Do we trust in God or are we afraid of the virus or are we afraid of evil politics. You know, just yesterday, it was in the news that there's a murder hornet in the United States, way up north, I think it comes from overseas. And are we going to listen to that? Are we afraid? Are we going to trust in Jesus? Are we going to keep our focus on Jesus? And so Peter was distracted He was distracted. He was afraid, and he began to sink. He feared for his life. He was going to drown, and he cried, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Let's rise beyond the... Example that Peter was here because he lost his faith. He lost his focus, and he was a failure in that aspect. So what does it take to shake my faith? Is it a hailstorm? Being a cotton farmer, hailstorms are terrible. Is it drought, which we have, we've had plenty of drought. Is it other forms of financial stress? Is that going to cause me to lose my focus in God? I pray not. What about sickness or death? In times of trouble, Satan is there saying, give up. Satan says, what does it matter? Satan says, where is your God now? He's left you. Where is your God and so, Satan works against our faith. Never listen to Satan. Doubting Thomas, let the Satan influence him. The Apostle Peter, Satan caused him to lose his faith. And so, thirdly, the last example is an occasion of them believing disciples. And so there is a father in Matthew 17 and verse 14 that comes kneeling at the feet of Jesus, begging mercy on his lunatic son. And he said, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't cure him. And so Jesus is disappointed in his disciples. He cures this son immediately. And this is what he has to say in verse 19, Matthew 17. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, Ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, And nothing shall be impossible unto you are we like those disciples do we have just enough faith to be miserable do we just have enough faith to exist? this are we going to rise above minimum faith and have faith to where that we can have the motivation to do god's will i cannot move from this scripture without uh Being reminded that when I studied or heard this scripture of as a young child, Satan was over here telling me you can 't believe the Bible, you cannot believe it because it says that if you have great faith you 're going to move a physical mountain, and so Satan worked me over as as a as a young man very hard because i 'd never seen a physical mountain move. Neither of you. That is not talking about the physical mountain. Don't listen to Satan. There's monumental examples in our congregation of the Lord's people that have moved spiritual mountains. Spiritual mountains, not physical mountains, spiritual mountains. And so don't listen to Satan. Satan is contrary to everything that God wants for you and I. Romans 14 and verse number 23, verse 22 says, Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the thing which he alloweth. We don't need to just overlook things that are contrary to God's word. We don't need to allow things. Some people think that if you're not doing it, it's okay. But allowing things can be a very bad problem. And so in verse 23, And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith whatsoever is not of faith, is sin. So if my actions are not driven by faith, that is sin. And so it is serious business That our every minute of every day needs to be driven by faith. Because if we have doubt in God, if we don't think God can help us with this virus, we're in trouble. We've got to have faith that God is going to help his people and help us with the challenges today, no matter what they are. James two and verse number 17, even so faith, if it hath not works is dead being alone. And that is kind of the blind faith or the faith that is minimal. And so you and I need to work daily that our faith is on the increase, that our faith has works because it is dead. If that's all we have. Unwavering faith leads to success. Let's turn to the positive side. Romans 10 and verse number 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is the first principles. We hold to those dearly. And converting others, we hold to this dearly because this is easy to understand. It is the words of God. Galatians 5 and verse number 6, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision. You know, there are questions about things that are not doctrine in a religious aspect that have no, neither here nor there. And that's the way circumcision was. Circumcision was from the old law. There were those in the New Testament church that were trying to bind that on the early Christians, and it had no place in it. And that's what the writer says here. These things availeth nothing, but faith, which worketh by love, is what avails us very, very much. Faith leads to spiritual victory. 1 John 5 in verse number 4 for whatsoever is born of God when we're born we come forth we come from a we come from somewhere it's not that we just start existing born of God means we have a foundation we have a parent we have stability So whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. We want to overcome the clouds that come and the storm that is evolving around us. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. That's not hard to understand. Faith and belief Gives us the tools to overcome the storm around us. we like, we enjoy prosperity. Second chronicles 20 and verse 20, and they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. and as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, "Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem' believe, have faith in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established, believe his prophets, so shall ye prosper. We don't like failure, and there is prosperity, there's success handed to you and I in the New Testament through faith. Mark 9 and verse 23 this is to that father of that lunatic son that those disciples failed to heal and jesus said unto the father if you can't believe all things are possible to him that believeth yes that lunatic son was healed because that father believed he had faith and there was great success There was prosperity because that father believed. John 6, verses 28 and 29. This is the multitude asking, and they say unto Jesus, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? That's a good question. What should we do? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. Again, we will say that that is one of the first requirements in being obedient to God, one of the first principles. Ephesians 6, verse 16, faith is our defense. Now, Christians don't have a lot of weapons. We're to be humble. We're to be like Daniel, and we're to be requesting and not demanding. But we do have one descriptive attribute that is uh, faith. It's a shield. And so the shield of faith, wherewith ye should be able to quench all, not just one or two, but all the fiery darts of the wicked. And so who is the wicked? That's Satan. He's been walking in this world since the Garden of Eden and afflicting mankind with great stress let's go now to Romans 5 and verse number 1 what is it to be justified justified means that we have confidence justified means that we don't have fear of being destroyed and and the like a fire and so Faith is a big part of our justification. Romans 5 and verse 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So justified means blameless. Without Jesus Christ, we cannot be justified. We must have Jesus Christ, to be blameless. And if we are blameless, then we have peace with God. To be in turmoil with God is horrible. And so all of this is through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we have faith in email We have faith in the postal service, and we have faith when we plant seed as farmers that that seed's going to germinate. And so we have faith in physical things. Let's make sure that we have the most important faith that exists, and that is a motivated faith for Jesus Christ and God. Faith helps us to be selfless. And I was born a selfish person. I wanted what I wanted, and I didn't care about other people so awful much. But Jesus Christ and faith says I've got to be grow beyond being selfish. And so Philippians three and verse number nine speaks to me, saying, Be found in him, not having mine own righteousness. That's a selfish attitude. Do I want my religion or do I want God's religion? Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, that Old Testament law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. The most important righteousness is the righteousness of God by faith. You don't get it except by faith. Psalms 118, verse 8. Is my confidence in what I can do? Or is my confidence in what God can do? There's no comparison. Psalms 118, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Proverbs 3 and verse number 5, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not under thine own understanding. Are you smart? I thought on occasion that I was smart, but compared to God, I am way, way below him because God's path leads to life everlasting. My understanding, man's understanding, leads to destruction. Psalms 37 and verse number 3. Okay. What I like to because this dear lady that we know well she and her husband wanted to bring pizza now they left it on the outside which i'm glad they did do good this congregation does good take that example so shalt thou dwell in the land and barely shalt thou be fed. I need to be fed. And I'm not talking about saying potatoes. I need the word of God. I need this congregation. I need the word that's preached here. I need the communion that we have. I need our prayers together. And I need our songs together to be fed. That is God's way of his family being fed psalms 32 and verse number 10 many sorrows shall be to the wicked there is great sorrow in the outside world and the wicked are promised sorrow he that trusteth in the lord mercy shall compass him about i need the lord's mercy i need it to surround me I need to be able to share that with others. We need to be able to share God's mercy with others. James 1 and verse number 25. I love this promise. Listen, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth therein, he being not a forgetful heir, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. What is the perfect law of liberty? You know, we hear the term liberty. We don't want the government telling us what to do. We're free people. We're not really. We are to be subject to the liberty that's in God's word. We're to be subject to the liberty that is found in this perfect law. And we're to be a doer of the work that continueth therein. Anybody can start something. It takes great fortitude to continue to be a doer of the work. The result is we're blessed when we follow this formula. This is a recipe. God gave it to us. It's plain. We can be blessed if we will do and have faith, and follow God's word. Matthew 7, in verse number 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Just calling his name is not enough. He that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now that is important, to do the will, not just be a name-caller. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. There's great, great value in laboring in the Lord's work. To abound, be steadfast. And so, this is my goal today for every one of us every one of this congregation Matthew 5 and verse 16 I love this scripture you know we're not going to be able to teach all of our neighbors we're not going to be able to get them into Bible studies but if we are following Jesus Christ We can let our light shine before men. As we go from this place today, I pray that we're carrying Jesus Christ, that great light. It was said in a prayer that the light of Jesus Christ shines the brightest in a dark world, and we're in a dark world. And so let's let that light shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hebrews 6 and verse 12. Have you ever been accused of not paying attention, being lazy? Be not slothful. Be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise promises many promises and so faith and patience will bring us to inherit heaven with Jesus Christ as we conclude I have about three scriptures and the apostles said unto Jesus Christ their Lord increase our faith that is my prayer For every one of us this morning, God, please increase our faith. John 20 and verse 31, these are written, the New Testament is written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through his name. We want life. We do what it takes to avoid the virus because we want to survive. But is life in the great hereafter as important to us as surviving today? We need to look forward to spending heaven with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My last scripture again, this brings us full circle to be, being obedient to God. Romans 10, verses 9 and 10. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I pray that all of us have been obedient to the first principles, that we've been obedient to God. As we close, we offer that invitation. If you're present and you have not been obedient to having faith in God, belief, repent, confess, and be baptized, we would invite you to make that known. If you're at home and you have that desire, please call one of our elders. And also if... The prayers of the church would benefit you, whether you're here or at home. Please let us know as we stand and sing.